here. The guy's no more a threat to Tucker than I am to Miss America. Cody put his arm around Trisha's shoulders. You're right. Tuck has no reason to worry, but it's just his way. Don't defend him. They walked out into the snow-covered parking lot. Cody jammed his hand into her coat pocket and pulled her closer. They've been acting that way for years. I can't see it changing. But why? Christina's smart. Why does she let him treat her like she's stupid? They love each other, just like I love you. A horn honked two rows over, and a male voice shouted, I said, get in the car right now. Startled, Trisha and Cody looked over to see Tucker driving beside a walking Christina, who was ignoring him. You want a ride, Chrissy? Trisha yelled. I'm taking her home, Tucker said. We have to talk, don't we, honey? Don't get in the car, Trisha said under her breath. Thanks, Christina said after an agonizing minute. But I'll go with Tucker. It's all right. I'll call you just as soon as I get home, she called out. Christina hadn't even gotten the door shut before Tucker sped out of the parking lot. Cody slipped his arm around Trisha. I'll talk to him, okay? He's not really a bad guy. He's scared of losing her. If she goes away, he's afraid she won't come back. I hope she doesn't, Trisha said. I hope she leaves him flat. Two. Trisha banged into her house when her mother intercepted her. I need you to do me a favor. Charlie has to be at basketball practice, and you have to take him. Oh, Mom. No buts. Do it. Just then, 12-year-old Charlie came from the kitchen, bouncing his basketball and eating an apple. Kill the ball their mother said. Charlie grabbed the ball in mid-dribble. She taken me? She drives like an old lady. So hitchhike, Trisha snapped. Stop arguing, their mother said. Just go. Trisha marched out the front door, trailing Charlie and grumbling. The gym smelled like sweaty socks. She sat in the bleachers trying to concentrate on an assignment. How are you doing? Startled, Trisha looked up and saw Tucker. Can I join you? She had forgotten that his brother played on the same team as Charlie. It's a free country, she told him. She fidgeted because she didn't have much to say to Tucker. How's Chrissy? she finally asked. Mad at me? Go figure. Tucker smiled sheepishly. So I lost my cool today. Trisha didn't say anything. You don't like me, do you? Maybe I just don't like the way you treat Chrissy. I really love her, you know. Tell her that for me. Why should I? Because she listens to you. Not really. Trisha knew that if Christina really listened to her, she'd dump Tucker. Would you also tell her not to go off to Vermont? He sounded solicitous, as if he really wanted the favor. It's a great opportunity, Tucker. The scholarship is awesome. If she stays, we can be together, he said as if she hadn't spoken. I don't want her to go. It's a long time until September. She deserves her chance. Maybe you'll change your mind. No, she's all I ever wanted. Then treat her like it, she suggested. Telling her how to act and who she can see isn't winning her over. For a moment, a dark glower crossed his face. 
I'm the best thing that ever happened to Chrissy. She'll never find a guy who cares about her the way I do. He started down the bleachers toward the floor, clattering all the way. On Saturday, Christina talked Trisha into going with her to the nursing home where she was a volunteer. Trisha wasn't crazy about the place. Some of the elderly people looked so frail that it broke her heart. But Christina always said, It makes me feel like I'm doing something useful. As they walked inside, Trisha stepped around an old lady in a wheelchair. The woman was asleep, tied to the chair so that she wouldn't fall out. Trisha and Christina checked in at the nurse's station. You're a sight for sore eyes, said Mrs. Kimball, the head floor nurse. You remember my friend Trisha. She's helping out today. Mrs. Kimball's smile lit her coffee-colored face. Nice of you to lend a hand. She picked up a chart. Chrissy, can you feed Mr. Tappan in room six? Mrs. Kimball looked at Trisha. Can I get you to take the patients on this list down to the exercise room? They're all in wheelchairs. Trisha gathered the eight patients and wheeled them into the exercise room, where an aerobics instructor led them. It was after five when she went looking for Christina. She's with Mr. Tappan, Mrs. Kimball said. Honestly, that old man won't do anything for anybody except her. She shook her head. Trisha went to Mr. Tappan's room and stopped at the doorway. Christina was on her knees in front of the old man's wheelchair, feeding him spoonfuls of mashed potatoes. Trisha heard Christina saying, Now open up. If you finish all your supper, I'll read you a story. The old man stared straight ahead but opened his mouth. Although he closed his lips over the spoon, the potatoes dribbled down his chin. Christina dabbed his chin with a napkin and offered another spoonful. Trisha watched, mesmerized. Christina never ran out of patience, and the old man opened his mouth obediently whenever she asked. Mrs. Kimball was right. Christina had a gift for working with the old man. After they left the nursing home, the girls stopped for burgers. I don't know how you do it, Trisha said. That place makes me sad. Christina smiled. I like to help. I have sometimes thought about going into nursing. You'd be good at it. Vermont has a nursing program, Christina added. If that's what you want to do, you should do it, Trisha sipped her cola. Does this mean you're taking the Vermont scholarship? Christina's smile faded. I'm still not sure about that yet. Trisha told her about the conversation she'd had with Tucker. He wants me to talk you out of going, but I won't. Christina looked resigned. He makes me feel like I'll be deserting him. He doesn't see it as a possible future for both of us. Why do you put up with him? I've known Tucker for more than half my life. He's always been there for me. You want loyalty? Get a dog. Tucker's immature and manipulative. When Tucker's sweet to me, he makes me feel better than any other person in the world. I can't imagine a day going by and not seeing him. He knows what I'm thinking. He knows what I'm feeling, sometimes just by looking at me. You make him sound like Santa Claus, Trisha said. He knows when you've been bad or good. This made Christina laugh. You can turn the most serious moments into jokes. It's a gift. So what do you want me to tell you? 
stay with Tucker and spend the rest of your life on his roller coaster? Go to Vermont and see how you feel about him after he's not in your face every waking minute. You're lucky. You see things in black and white. I don't. I need time to sort through it all. What do you want me to do? Just be my friend. Don't take so many pot shots at Tucker. Trisha sighed. One more thing, and then I promise to shut up about it, she said. Don't let who you're with define who you are. Is that your absolute final word on the matter? Well, maybe for tonight, Trisha grinned. Three. On Thursday, a blizzard shut down school. Trisha was going stir-crazy when Cody surprised her, arriving on skis. She threw her arms around him. Come in, I'll fix hot chocolate. She took him downstairs to the family room, where she'd already established a comfort zone with pillows and blankets in front of a cozy fire. If I have to watch The Matrix one more time, I'll go crazy, she said. But it's such a cool movie, Charlie piped up. Get lost, Trisha told him. No way. She pointed to the stairs. Hike, Buster. I'll tell Mom. She'll back me. Cody's gone to extreme effort to be with me, not you. There's nothing to do up there. You have PlayStation. Cody said, Tell you what, sport. Give Trisha and me some time together, and I'll come up and play around with you. Charlie considered the offer. Just an hour. Trisha rolled her eyes. Blackmailer. One hour. Cody set the alarm on his watch. You two gonna get all kissy-kissy? Charlie made a face like a bitch.